Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast was recorded on Rwandari land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and to the traditional owners of the game Mangrook, without which our game wouldn't exist. This is Footy Actually, brought to you by Play On Radio. Hello and welcome to Footy Actually, the alternative listening footy podcast for diehard fans. My name is Kel Rowe and I'm here with my co-host Gemma Bastiani, AFLW analyst extraordinaire. How's it going, Gem? Hello. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty stoked to be talking about footy, to be honest. I know. It's been a long time. Way, well... Look, it hasn't been a long time since I've spoken about footy, but it's been a long time since we've had AFLW. So, yes, waiting. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so today let's talk about Carlton. Sounds good. They finished seventh on the ladder. Seventh, yep. 125.8 percentage missed finals by one game. I was pretty devastated by that. <laughs> um, being, a, being a bagger myself. Hopefully this year uh, with a bit of change up, we see them in good stead for a better crack at finals. Yeah, that's the thing we've got to remember about Carlton is up until a one-point win by North Melbourne in round nine, they still had a slim chance of making finals, even though they started the season a lot slower than what most of us expected. So they were still thereabouts, um, even though they did struggle. And they actually, here's a fun fact for you, they actually averaged the highest score of any team last season. Uh, with I think it was 46 points a game. I did feel like they were up and about when they were scoring. Although when you say they're slow to start, it definitely felt like whether or not they intended to, that was their their game plan running for most of the games across the season, kind of uh, sleep on the opposition for the first quarter and then fight back for the remaining three. So hopefully we flip that a bit this season. Yeah, we'll have to see how it goes because there's just, it's sitting down to do these previews. I had a really hard time when it came to um, trying to pick who's going to be in finals next year, because there has been so much movement of players. There are some teams that maybe are falling away, but have made enough change to stay up there. So yeah, that's yeah, tricky. It's very tricky. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of contenders um, and a few that might surprise us. They're sitting on the cusp and it really depends on how, how the mix is this year. Absolutely. So let's talk about what happened in the off season. 
Um, we've obviously had our, our trade period and our draft period um, and a bit of movement in between clubs, as, as you mentioned there. Who was your highlight in the trade period for Carlton? So for me, Carlton's trade highlight was the way they were able to turn Taylor Harris into Imogen Milford. So obviously right off the start of the trade period, there was the conversation about Taylor Harris and Carlton's relationship breaking down. There was all sorts of rumours floating around. Who knows what was actually true or false about what was said. But in the Mm -hmm. end, Carlton traded her out um, and they turned the pick that they got for Taylor Harris into Imogen Milford, um, who's a 180 centimetre key marking forward. She'll be 22 for the season. So she's not a teenager coming in. She's got some VFLW experience. And I think it's actually quite a positive result for both parties, really. Yeah, absolutely. I think regardless of what actually happened, once once the it was out, the conversation was out in the open, um, it would have been pretty hard for Harris to stay at Carlton. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we want to see people enjoying their footy. It means better football. So um, pretty excited to see Milford at the Blues and, and also Harris at, at the Dees. Yeah, I also love that Taylor Harris has ended up at Melbourne, but Imogen Milford was drafted out of the Casey Demons, which is Melbourne's feeder VFLW program. So it's kind of a nice little circle in the end, isn't it? It's very serendipitous. Yes. It's a good story. (laughs) Well, my highlight uh, has to be Jess Delpos. I am really, really excited that Carlton now has three Falcons um, who basically played their formative footy together, back together. Uh, and when you look at how Elisa Day's move from the Dees to Carlton really reinvigorated her own football experience at um, at Carlton this year, I'm really excited to see what happens. And and if that you know kind of trio uh, playing together again really reinvigorates Jess Delpos, um, she's done a great job for the GWS Giants. Uh, I I think she, you know she's she brings a lot of experience to the midfield, even though Carlton have the depth in the midfield. I don't think that matters because I think Delpos is pretty skilled. She could play anywhere. She could play off the halfback. She could play half forward um, and, and provide that connection through the middle from either end of, it, of the ground. Can I say something controversial here? You said that um, Elise Day's move to Carlton reinvigorated her footy. My perspective on this, and if anyone's listened to my podcast with Alison Smirnoff um, prior to last season as well, we touch on this a little bit and I think I'm probably in the minority in this perspective, but I'll say it anyway. I think Eliso Day coming to Carlton did more to reinvigorate Darcy Vessio's footy than it did her own. Yeah. When I say reinvigorate footy, I think her, I think I see it coming through in her enjoyment of the game. Yeah, It's not I'll necessarily like, top shelf best and fairest performance but you can tell that she's enjoying it and I think you know she's at the later stage of her footy career so it it's a nice place to be I think and you know you get to play footy with your mates yeah I'll give you that sorry I'm not I'm not trying to um suggest that you're wrong I just I think I have a really different view of what Elisa Day brings to footy than other people do. And um, that probably comes with me not being embedded with Darren Falcons for a really long time as well. So um, yeah, controversial maybe, but I'll, I'll put myself out there. Come at me if you want to. <laughs> equally, equally so. Uh, very biased from my end of things, a big Blues and Falcons fan. So. <laughs> so alongside the trade period, we also had the draft. Um, lots of exciting young footballers coming through. Who is your highlight? 
So for me, uh, it seems obvious to go with their highest draft pick, but Annie Lee at number 10, which was six in Victoria. I'm a big fan of Annie Lee and the way she plays her footy. And I just think her ball use and the composure she offers out of the back half, we'll see her slot in really comfortably amongst Lalawifi and Harrington. Um, She also plays with a bit of an attacking mindset out of that defensive line, which is how Carlton have wanted to generate a little bit of attack from that turnover situation. Um, So I I think she'll be one that'll come straight in similar to how Mimi Hill did last season for them and just immediately have a place and live up to that expectation. So Mimi Hill, we were talking last season about her slick hands and how her handballing is going to be the best in the competition. And we saw that skill come to the fore. Obviously she did her ACL later in the season and that was unfortunate, but I think Annie Lee is going to be a very similar situation where she'll come in, she'll do her job and everyone will be like, ah, but she won't necessarily be the best young player in the competition either. She'll do a job and that's exactly what the club needs of her. And it'll be a long-term thing for the club. How about you? Um, Look, Kind of for similar reasons, but I've um, I've picked Brooke Vickers as my uh, draft highlight for the Blues. She is a rebounding defender. She's come out of the Oakley Chargers outfit, is an efficient user of the footy and has the ability to kind of provide that transition from defence into attacking. Um, I, I did a little bit of research on her and they're saying that she's going to play a similar sort of style of footy to Gab Pound. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I, yeah, again, big fan of Gab Pound. So I'm interested to see how, you know, both those two bolster the back line. The Blues defensive line is already pretty solid um, and they work quite well together. So it'd be nice to see some new faces in there and how they'd be a bit more dynamic and, and like I say, move into that attacking phase of play. Well, I think that's the interesting thing that Carlton's defence, while very strong, haven't uh, for, for the, the games last season where they did struggle and did lose and the most obvious one was the round one loss to Collingwood. The most obvious part of that was the defense higher up the ground. It wasn't, wasn't the actual defensive line that was leaking as much as the the lack of pressure higher up the ground. So I wonder how these draftees coming in might shuffle a few of those players around a little bit. Maybe some of those defenders will start to play higher up the ground and provide that support a little bit more with that mindset. Uh, Because remember pretty much every Carlton defender other than maybe a Charlotte Wilson is quite a running attacking defender um Mm -hmm. rebounding defender so I've said defender about a hundred times I'm really sorry everyone but maybe because they do have that run they do have that flexibility to be moved a little bit higher up the field and provide that second layer of support to maybe um mitigate what happened this year for them yeah and I think we did see a few players in the um, Blues outfit this year kind of try new positions in the field too. So it might sort of provide a few more options for that. Like you say, not just pushing up the field, but also moving into different areas of the field. I think, you know, we saw Nick Stevens play a really great role at half forward. Um, so potentially with a few more, we, we get to see more players take on, on different opportunities. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you have any off-season concerns? Anything to worry about coming into the 2022 season? I think we probably are on the same page with this one, but... We saw last season just how much the lack of Chloe Dalton really stunted um, the way Carlton wanted to play. It took away a lot of the run. And obviously having Brooke Walker injured for much of the season didn't help. But previous to that, the 2019 season where they were – 2020 season, sorry, where they were really dominant and strong and um, efficient in terms of moving the ball forward, it was through having two clear wingers – to provide that run with Walker and Dalton and without both of them, they really struggled to move the ball. And, uh, you know, in the later half of the season, they found it a little bit more, but Mm. Dalton's now up at the giants. Brooke Walker can't carry that load on her own because they do need the opposing wings. And I don't know that they found the solution to that problem, especially, you know, Mimi Hill, you know, we don't know when she'll come back from that ACL injury. You don't want to put too much pressure on a young kid to fill that spot. Who can come into that running role? And that's where maybe I see one of those defenders potentially being able to push up into that space. But who can do the job? Because we've got to remember Dalton, it's not just her run and carry, but it's her pressure in the run mm. as well. There's some really incredible passages of play where she just runs, you know, 150 meters to catch a tackle. Her repeat efforts are phenomenal. Like she yeah. just keeps going and going and going. And I think that's that's the rugby side of things sort of mm. shining through. Yeah. So my concern is, have they been able to replace that role yet? I'm not sure. Have they changed their game style enough to not need it as much? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I've, I've got a good feeling about Brooke coming back off injury, but obviously that really is reliant on the fact that she has a solid preseason having not had a lot of game time last year to kind of mm. get into the rhythm. But you're absolutely right. Um, it's it's the job for more than one person. And they're not likely going to want to sacrifice someone like Georgia G up front. Um, they need speed up there as well to link up with that connection from from the wings. So TBC. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
<laughs> on that though, they they're pretty fond of the pushing up the wings into the forward line. Do you think we'll see that same style of play again this year, or they might experiment a bit with some new faces in the mix? I have. I'll confess, I've not been to a current training session. I haven't been what they've been work, seen what they've been working on. But how they've liked to play in the past is use the strength of their midfield to get the ball to their running outside midfielders and then get it to ground level pretty much inside their forward 50 to those dynamic smaller forwards like Stevens and Vessio and G. Um, obviously Vessio and Stevens can take a really strong contested mark as well, but having that kind of fleet of smaller forwards who are clean at ground level and can snap the ball, find the goals, that's kind of how we've seen them play. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, you know, if if Daniel Harford believes he's got the personnel to use that running game again, um, then I don't anticipate it changing too much, but they need to have the right personnel to execute it because it's it's not like that whole, you know, one soldier in, one soldier out rubbish where everyone is the same because everyone's not the same. You can play your role, but your ability is going to be very different to someone else's ability. And if you don't have the people that can provide what you need, you can't play that way and expect to win. Yeah, and it'll be great to have Imogen Milford up the front there, but you have to think that even when... Harris wasn't playing her best football. She still draws in the defenders just purely by the fact of who she is. So not having that kind of like high profile key forward um, might, might change things up at the front. Well, and having Serena Gibbs out for the season as well. um, She kind of was shaping to have that opportunity. Um, But yeah, it looks like a lot of that key forward opportunity is going to fall on Imogen Milford's shoulders. So uh, unless we see someone else move into that, but again, like, as I've said, Darcy Vessio and Nicholas Stevens, they're great contested marks. So let's not discount their ability to do that as well. Yeah, absolutely not. And both those players had amazing seasons in 21. So I can't yeah. wait to watch them play some more football. What's your dream matchup? We haven't obviously got the uh, the fixture just yet, but... Uh... <laughs> Will we ever get it? <laughs> Who would you like to see uh, Carbon play next year? So I'm really interested in the Collingwood matchup again uh, because what we saw in round one was two really contrasting game styles. So the Pies really like to use the corridor on turnover, get the ball really quickly back into their forward line to put defences under pressure. And quite often in that game, the ball got out the back of the Carlton defence because they had pushed so high that Mm. Collingwood was able to really quickly cut through that and get out on their own in space. Um, Whereas the Blues using the outside. So it's kind of, uh, yeah, an interesting contrasting style in terms of exposing errors in each opposition. Um, And it can also result in quite free-flowing games as well. So I'm really curious to see how they match up on each other again. Yeah, yeah. And Collingwood certainly have a really strong midfield, much like the Blues, but I think slightly different body shape, yeah, strength. Um, so it's always really good to to see those two centre outfits hit each other up. Um, yeah. Certainly was a pretty fiery game in the opener last it year. It definitely was. Um, well... No surprises here, but I would love to see uh, them take on Fremantle again after uh, that heartbreaker in round seven. Um, I want revenge rematch. Uh, <laughs> and I think the Dockers list hasn't changed significantly. There's obviously some new um, new players from the draft, but overall hasn't changed a lot. I'd like to think that the Blues won't make the same mistakes 
that they did when they went up against them. I mean, it's probably the best game that I'd seen the Blues play that year, and then they went to sleep for about 40 seconds and it cost them the game. Hopefully we can see that hit out again and <laughs> the Blues come up with a win. Ah, uh, the day we met. <laughs> <laughs> I was very sad. That was a fun day. Um, yeah, sorry about that. But it was, <laughs> I mean, it was a wild ride. Um, where I was sitting, what happened, who was around. <laughs> yeah. It was very entertaining. Do you think they'll make finals? So I've cheated uh, with our prep. I've absolutely cheated. And there are three teams that I can't work out which two are going to fit into the last two spots on the ladder. So I put question marks over three teams and Carlton are one of them. Yeah. Uh, but I can't commit. It's we're rec- uh, full disclosure. We're recording this mid November. So, you know, I can't make a call too early. There are th- three teams that I have question marks over and Carlton are one of them. How about you? Well, I haven't given a particularly serious answer either, given my bias, but uh, one can dream. I'd love to see them in in that top, what are we, top six now? Top six, yeah. Um, they missed out so, so narrowly this year, but I'd love to see them claw it back. They had such a strong year. And obviously that was cut short. So yeah, it'd be good to see them in there. But I'd say there are there are a lot of contenders out there. Nice. Well, thanks for chatting about the Blues today. Hopefully, for my benefit, they see some uh, success this season. Uh, you can find us on the Bluebird on Twitter. I'm Ro underscore Kel and play on Radio Mel. Uh, Gemma, what's your Twitter handle? I'm at GL Bastiani. Come and find me. And talk footy with us. Please. Well, that's it from us for now. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on Footy Actually.